Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. talk this week so much mess it's the messiest mess what even <laughs> just complete disaster train okay so let me set set the scene yes <laughs> <laughs> the scene is wednesday morning mm-hmm. and since the kids are just on summer school and they're doing it from home like i don't have anywhere to be in the morning so i kind of lay around in bed and read and watch tiktok and whatever and it was just before i was getting up i kind of closed down a tiktok and i was kind of thumbing through my phone (laughs) and you know how the iphone has like you can set up like the little tiles yeah yeah and i have one for like entertainment news and like half the time anybody that's in a headline is like somebody i don't even know or i don't even care about like it's a kardashian or something i'm like whatever i don't care (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) And but this time my eye was caught because the name and the picture were somebody I recognized. <laughs> and I was like, Stephen Amell, this could either be really good or really bad. You know, <laughs> just knowing him. The and then like it was like my oh my gosh, Stephen made the news. And then I'm like, oh my God, Stephen got in a fight with his wife and had to be kicked off a plane. Here's the thing. So I uh, I, I I always check Twitter first thing, so like I'm checking like you know, I of course am not on Twitter, so this is like on news, right? News, right? So <laughs> I like, yeah, calling Twitter my news site is is a poor like. Well, it's it's fair because I use TikTok for my news. Like if right, I okay. know something happened, I know because TikTok told me so. Right. So. <laughs> I found this out, I feel, fairly early in the morning. And the Twitters was a little quiet about it. I was a little surprised. I was like, hey, Twitters, no one's talking about this. But I was like, I I did my due diligence, and I read the article, and I kind of laughed my ass off. And I was like, oh, Steve. Oh, so much laughing. then you texted me later in the morning, and Twitter was on fire. So Yes, because I read that article, and I'm like, I have to go see what Twitter's (laughs) doing. Like, that got me to log in. And listen, guys, here's the thing. I don't have a I don't have a dog in this race. You know what I mean? It's like I don't have a dog. I I don't love her. I don't love him. Right. But it's like so I coming at it from a very neutral position. Same. I, I I think even if you're neutral, you look at it and you're like, that's a shitty thing to do, Steven. I'm sorry. Well, so okay, there's precursors to this shit. Okay. Oh, I I I I read that article, the Us Magazine one, right? Okay. So Us Magazine wasn't playing no more. Like they were airing all the dirty laundry. The dirty, dirty laundry. It's like they had a secret stacked 
a secret C file, and they were just waiting for him to screw up, and then they just, like, unleashed the Kraken. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that kind of level of, of whoa, God, You could have trigger me with that. Yeah, Us Magazine has some opinions <laughs> I'd like to share. And they were good opinions. I agreed with them. So, Stephen and Cassandra, who is his wife, they were at the ATX Festival this past weekend. And ATX is kind of a big publicity kind of, uh, it's not really a convention, but it's kind of, I think there's music and actors. And if you're promoting something, it's a good thing to go to. It's like, a, it's not a com- like a comic con, but it, it, it's, it's definitely like on the publicity tour for people who are trying to sell movies and TV. There's, there's some which, cred that goes with. Yeah, all of which. He's yeah. trying to do okay. He's got a new show coming out on Stars, and then his wife. I feel like this is during hiatus, or maybe it was during quarantine. I can't remember. They filmed this movie. I think I think like, it was like a, a show or like an episode. Was it like episodic, like a short type of thing? Yeah, I think it was a short. I think you're right. I think it was a short. And so I he, think they did it like right around the time the Arrow was like finishing filming because they yes. used a lot of the Arrow crew. Yes. So. Uh, Cassandra directed this movie. So that means she was directing Steven. So at the ATX festival, the interviewer asked how so what could go wrong? <laughs> how was directing Steven? And Cassandra was like, the way Us Magazine phrased it, it was like she was kidding but not kidding. Kind of like she just was like, you know, he's kind of a diva. He's kind of a pain in the ass. I mean... And- Guys, this is not news about none of, Steve. None of us are shocked by this. Um, oh. <laughs> so, but except there was one person shocked by this. Oh, there's so, always somebody. All the people whose know, noses are know, so far up Steven's crack that they the can't. The person who was shocked oh, by Steven? this comment yeah. was Steven. Because the, the article said he looked a bit taken aback. I think it was more comment. that he was shocked that he said it. I don't think this is news that she feels this way. She doesn't right. strike me as the sort of person... To sit on what she's thinking. Right. Or like, <laughs> or who would call him a diva in the middle of one of the biggest. I mean, honestly, this is like the biggest interview he's had since Arrow ended. I, I can't really remember. Well, maybe he should have thought of that before he was a diva. <laughs> right. So, and then he kind of like laughed it off and, you know, said he was, because what she said is like, he'll just decide that he's done. Like he said, like, he thinks if you don't have it in two takes, like you're a shitty director, basically. Well, and I also think there's a little bit of disrespecting, like, she's my wife, so therefore she should go easy on me. She shouldn't be a difficult director. I should be able to direct her directing. Right. I think there were control issues. Yeah. So he he was kind of, he admitted, you know, after two takes, I think, you know, I'm pretty much done. And if you haven't gotten by then, I've given you my best and we're going to move on. And she was like, yeah, but sometimes the camera isn't on you when you're giving us your best you know what I mean so like they were having like a married like joking but also bickering fight with slash discussion I don't think they were really joking but here's the deal like they're playing see this is what happens with Steven and Cassandra every time they talk to each other with an interviewer there's some awkward like jab or there's passive or aggressive yes. on display yes. yes they are so passive aggressive and it's like so much secondhand embarrassment to listen to each to listen to them talk to each other i just can't they're not so, nice to each other no you they're know? not nice to each other 
So I think this is my personal theory. And it was also Us Magazine's personal theory since, you know, they published this article immediately after publishing the article about Steve getting dragged off by three flight attendants and an air marshal. Um, that he was essentially the, the, that he was pissed about this interview and that's what he was berating her about. And also may or may not have been drunk. Right, and may or may not, which they had said at the end of the ATX interview that they were going to go grab a drink somewhere. So all of this in, in terms of Nancy Drew Sleuthin, I feel is reasonable and logical to conclude. Because It course, is extremely reasonable and logical, yes. Like, is Steve going to get upset about being called a diva? Absolutely. Yes. Is Steve going to act like a diva about being called a diva? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is Steve going to do it when he's drunk? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, nothing. check, 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 check. Is his wife going to passive aggressively call him out at a major media, you know, event? Absolutely. Absolutely. She needs to knock his ego down a peg, which yeah. I know that there's people that they like really hate her. And that's like the sign for them that she's the devil. But here's the thing. They both devils, honey. Actually, I think the two of them are perfect for each other. I do agree with that. Like, I don't, do I think their marriage is going to last? Oh, hell no. But do I think they're perfect for each other? Oh, hell yes. Two, listen, look at it this way, guys. Two extreme narcissists have found each other amongst the billions of people in this world. (laughs) And they're not, they're not inflicting their narcissism on anyone else but each other. They're just hurting each other and it's fine. There's like, it's fine. Like, what if one of them was married to not a narcissist? That poor person is just a victim to the narcissism. So at least they're just directing their narcissism at another narcissist. Correct. And here's the thing. It's, it's, it's. Like I said in the beginning, like, I feel like the optics are not on his side on this one. And to act like the optics aren't on Cassandra's side on this is, is kind of, I mean, foolish. The optics, like all other things aside, yelling at your wife to the extent that you need to be dragged (laughs) off a plane by an air marshal. Like, that's not a good look, my, my friend. But regardless of whether she deserved it, because then you start getting into that, well, she she was asking for it, you know, type of territory. And we don't do that here. I mean, (laughs) I think there's, okay, let's just say she was asking for it or whatever that means. Um, You don't don't do do it it on a plane. Don't do it on a plane. Uh, Here's the other thing, though. And then Steven's reply, yeah. Steve, okay, first of all, when is this guy going to get a fucking publicist? He really desperately needs Jeez one. Louise, have you ever seen someone who needs more PR management than this guy? Alexander uh, Hamilton, but also Stephen Amell. So much same. Um, yeah, you so, ever see somebody ruin their own life? Yeah. Right. The reason why people <laughs> found out about Steve getting, uh, why it went, you know, more viral is because Steven tweeted about it. And he made it worse. Yeah. TMZ, which has the dirt on everybody all the time, published a tweet, an article on it, and there was a tweet. That's what I saw at like 7.30 in the morning. There was one article on TMZ about him getting dragged off. He was an unruly passenger and got dragged off the airplane by three flight attendants and an air marshal. So that was the story. And Steve tweets it and responds and says, basically, he let his emotions get the better of him. 
but you know he was asked to let he was asked to lower his voice which and then he, he did with but then and he 10 did. minutes later they asked him to leave the plane which for he no did. reason voluntarily right? right so and he did he left and he was he not forcibly removed and then right. he took another plane home and it was fine can I tell you what they're not going to do on an airplane? They're not going to. And this is something Romy um, Elicity Dreams said, and I wholeheartedly agree with. Because the man's sitting in first class. He is a famous, rich, white dude. They're not kicking you off the plane if you complied. And they're the not holding the plane for 10 extra minutes. If you're complying. To do so. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, they asked me to leave, so I just got up from my little seat and I walked out and I rebooked my flight. And Here's I the thing: to... Delta themselves <laughs> said that they left ten minutes late because they had to get uh, an unruly passenger off the plane. What do they have to gain, right? By lying about right. that? Like <laughs> everybody, I saw some people, you know, people with their their heads up as up as butt, who were trying to suggest that like. This was Stephen's side was the true story. And it's like, but why would Delta lie? Yeah. And actually, Delta didn't really go into detail. No. It's all, you know, whatever. It was extremely clinical. Yeah. This is what happened. It was really clinical. But yeah, flight was delayed 10 minutes while we removed an unruly passenger, I believe was the. And and we arrived in LA ahead of schedule because they made up time in the air. That was it. That's all they said. But I think the. I think the phrase unruly is key because steve presents it as he just got up and left calmly and rationally well and he also puts it as i got in an argument and then i was asked to be quiet and then i was and then i was asked to leave like right no part of that that it, it doesn't line up no if you were complying with the request they would not have booted your ass off the plane correct see this is why he needs a publicist because he just needs to say, bad... I fucked up. He I was, was drunk. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. This is what he always does. He makes up some bullshit excuse that makes no sense And then whatsoever. he finishes it off with some, like, extra insulting thing like, must have been a slow news day. Listen, <laughs> my boy. Here's the, how the publicity thing and the press thing works. Right? They will talk about when you do a great thing, but they will also talk about when you do a bad thing. You cannot sign up to only get the great without also signing up to get the bad. You do a shitty thing, they're going to talk about the shitty thing you do. And every time you want them to post your vacation pictures with your wife, you know, showing that you're having such a wonderful time and you're so in love, like, every time you do that, you're feeding, you're, you're you're basically signing off on saying, listen, next time I act out in public, they're going to post that too. I heard You're great- making yourself fodder for public consumption. So you can't get angry when they point out when you fuck up. I heard a great line. I don't know who said it, but you invite people magazine to the wedding means you invite them to the divorce. Correct. That's what it is. Okay. Also... It was on E! An Entertainment Weekly. It was and, everywhere. I think right, it no, made no, it Business everywhere. Insider of all goddamn right, things. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, it was on E! And E! Online. These are entertainment websites. I found it, it from been, people. The, the, the headline yeah, I saw people. was uh, people. Right. So, so. These, these websites, this is what they cover. It's not yeah. slow news. It's just news. It's not like there was an expose in 60 Minutes, Steve. Well, and that's what kind of irritates me about it is it's passing a judgment call. On the entertainment news industry. Right. For reporting actual news. Oh, the, you should be talking about 
all this important stuff and not me. It's like, listen, buddy. You want them to hawk your freaking wrestler show. If 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 there was no entertainment line. news, nobody would give a shit about who you are, and we know you couldn't stand that. Right. I love how he's all like, oh, well, you know, must be a slow news day. Except you love it when people... That's when attention. I wanted to, like, reach through the the Twitter and, like, There's smack him in the face. I know. There's always something with him. It's like, if you nuts, can't hear the, the, the ego seeping through these ridiculous explana- explanations, I don't know how to help you. Like, maybe just, like, step back for a minute and consider that maybe Steven isn't Jesus incarnate. I mean, you can think he's Jesus. It's fine. Whatever. I just... <laughs> but just, like, maybe understand that he is a fallible human man. Right. And, and I know everyone's like, well, you know, he's just a human being. Get the better of people. Listen. I, okay. If this was, like, a one-time occasion with this dude, would we be having as much fun with it as we are having? Probably not. We give him a pass. You know? Like, oh, there's been a decade of, you know, good public behavior. It's kind of like, who was the the actor who kept beating up photographers? Oh, yeah. Who was that? I forget now who it was. I don't remember. Anyhow, there was an actor who was kind of got a name for being surly with the paparazzi that stalked him and his family. Right. And it was like, that just kind of became the thing. It's like, you expected him to, like, break some poor photographer's, well, not, let's not call him poor, but, you know, break some photographer's camera and have to pay for it, you know? Right. Like, that's what Steven's kind of becoming. Well, you know, he, he wants the news, he wants the news coverage he wants, and any bad coverage, he acts like he's so above uh, publicity. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I get annoyed with him. Right, it's like, exactly. You like playing the game when it serves your purposes. But then when it doesn't serve your purposes, you act like the game, you're so above it that anyone else who's Look at these trashy little this, peons. Yeah, are like pathetic little, tr- you know, pathetic creatures who have nothing better to do with their life. Blah, blah, blah. You know, we can go on and on and on. And you are never at fault for anything. Let's n- forget for a fat minute that two of his supposed very close friends were at one time, if not still, entertainment reporters. Right. So. So, anyways. So, yeah. And then I thought what was interesting is that Aisha Tyler, Tyler you told me, she posted Don't and, Be a Dick. Yeah. And Zachary Levi, like, like, agreed with her, like, in a comment. Like, oh, yeah. Like, he knows what's going on. See, I feel like the wheels are coming off. The wheels are coming off. I think Karina and Aisha both unfollowed Steve, at least on mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. is what I heard. Which I feel like that's a major. Like I'm not that feels honest. like you're not the buddy buddy. Are we not the mayo jar anymore? Isn't that part of the mayo jar? Like... I think I think if Emily's not in the jar, Stephen doesn't care about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I just. Let's be honest. It, it, it was, but I gotta be honest. Twitter, you were a good time that day. You dragged him, and you dragged him righteously. He I needed it. You, he, he needed to be it. dragged. He needed to be dragged. But guess who made the headlines the next day? <laughs> <laughs> this gets even messier. <sighs> Somehow, <laughs> it gets messier. There's so much mess. So much mess. Am I introducing what's going on? Go for it. Okay. 
<laughs> Wait. I, well, hang on. Are you talking about? I'm I'm talking about Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was like, are we talking? Okay. Oh man, y'all. If you thought Steve was bad, Jared Padalecki coming to the crown. Let's <laughs> let's remind folks of who Jared Padalecki is. In addition to playing Sam Winchester for like 33 years on Supernatural. Um, he now has his own show on the CW. He, Walker, he's doing the Texas Walker Texas Ranger. Ranger reboot thing. Yes. Anyhow, Jared always was, he was this guy, he was always the guy that like, if he did, he got like what he's he deemed is, girls. if he got what he deemed was bad service, he would blast the company and the person providing the service on Twitter. Yeah. And sick his fandom on them all the time. Like, I remember that from back in the Arrow days and seeing that on Twitter. And it was always kind of gross because here's this man that's got like millions of followers. And he's like, so and so working at this airline was just, you know, and I'm like, listen, dude, you don't always have to put things on blast on social media and get yeah, you know, rile up like- your fans yeah he likes to air his dirty laundry and then like what bugs me about it is okay well let's just talk about what he does so okay right. yeah so jared jensen uh he or jensen not jared jensen uh, jensen ackles wow he was listen i didn't even watch this fucking show i so <laughs> he's doing a spin-off reboot whatever of supernatural about dean and what's his name's the Winchester boys, their parents, okay? Yes, and it's it's called The Winchesters. It's a, a prequel. It's a prequel to Supernatural. And Jensen is just doing narration. Like, Jensen That's is just it. doing... He just wants a gig. Like, he's his buddy's like, off doing like Walker. He's Gossip Girl, you know? He just wants to do a gig. Yeah, he's like, you know, Veronica... What's Veronica Mars? What's her name? Mm. How she was... Kristen... Kirsten... Kirsten... What's her name? Anyways, married to Dax Shepard. Can't remember her last name. Kristen Bell? There we go. That's it. Oh, my God. You know what the thing is with me on this? this you are the that's senile. Like, it's horrible. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> Anyways, so he's like doing a Kristen Bell gossip girl stint. Okay. This was everywhere yesterday. Okay. So big announcement. Everyone's excited. Blah, 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 blah. And then Jared tweets out, dude. Very excited to watch, but it would have been nice to have gotten a heads up, basically. And a fan tweeted him, we're like, oh my gosh, this has to be a joke. And Jared's like, it's not a joke. This is the first I heard about it. It was on Twitter. And I'm I'm positively gutted. I'm gutted. So he presents it as Jensen has gone ahead and created a spinoff whatever the fuck you want to call it and never told him and it's like xing him out of the deal that's that's how it's presented okay and he says this on twitter listen y'all they're on the show for 33 years i'm pretty sure jared padalecki has jensen ackles phone number like if you had a right it, all you had to do buddy is text him and be like hey, and that's where on? my beef i've seen a lot of people trying to defend jared saying uh-uh. oh if jensen did this that's really uh-uh. shitty to do and I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. He uh-uh. did not have to blast that on Twitter. Right. He did not. It and was the fact that necessary. he did makes him go in my, throw this whole man into the garbage pile. Which, whatever because... moral high ground he thought he was holding, which He's, I can be honest with it's you. It's gone. It was not much. He apparently, uh, he apparently sent and then deleted, like, a really nasty Oh, it was like eight. Tweet. He sent it to... 
He's like one of the, the writers. Guy. Yeah, or a writer who's going to be the showrunner, like A2 Brute. Like, what an incredibly crappy thing to do. Hang on, I got to find all these tweets. Oh, my God. Really it was, it was really, like. It was ugh. messy. It was messy. And here's the thing, guys. He was sober. <laughs> so, but also, this is fucking Jared. This is what he does. Messy, messy, messy. So, I mean, listen. Again, don't have... Apparently, they've made up today or something. That's the report. But that, to me, it's like, I don't think... I think that's just publicity. Oh, we're, we're fine. We're okay, good. Here are, the tweets. here are the tweets. Dude, happy for you. Wish I heard about this some way other than Twitter. I'm excited to watch, but bum bummed that sam winchester had no involvement whatsoever then the twin then a fan countered that padalecki's tweet has got to be a joke after quote tweeted and said no it's not this is the first i've heard about it i'm gutted and then the one that he deleted was to the supernatural co-executive producer who will pen the prospective series robbie thompson i just want to tell tv line you're doing a fine job Especially catching tweets that get deleted before. You know what I mean? I like you. Keep doing your thing, TV line. Uh, <laughs> he says, A2 Boutte, wow, what a truly awful thing you've done. Bravo, you coward. Listen, oh sir. <laughs> like, you could call these people. Like, you have all of their numbers. Like, I'm sure. I'm absolutely positive that Jared's all like, uh, he announced this on Twitter, so I'm gonna blast. Oh, 100 percent! I'm gonna put it on. And blast. I'm like, no, 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 and, and no. To be honest, here's the other thing that kind of ticked me off about it. Uh, Jared Padalecki has another full-time gig. Yes, he is Walker, the fucking Texas star Rangers. of his stupid spin-off show. He's fine. He's got his fucking spin-off. He's got his Walker Texas Ranger reboot where he's like, filming settle down. episodes. Like, calm yourself. Here's what here's what I felt was kind of the underlying um, there's potential money here and I'm being X out of it. Well, and like, you know, I didn't even feel I had anything to do emotionally or creatively. It just felt like, oh, Jer- Jensen's figured out a way to suck this teat dry. For <laughs> I mean, I would have thought years. after 33 years, it was already pretty dry, my, but yeah, I like Where's my where's my check? You know, that's kind of what it just felt kind of gross to me, especially since he put it on blast on Twitter. Like, y'all haven't made enough money. Calm down. Also, are there supposed to be two narrators? What the fuck? What we're gonna alternate? Like, call like what are you gonna do, Jared? All Jensen was doing is they were producing it. Here's the other thing. They're producing it, so what he had to ask his Jared and his wife to like co-produce it. You need four producers. I mean, give me a break. Producers are fake job in Hollywood anyways. And apparently it, on I some sort of podcast or whatever that they did back in March, this was actually mentioned, this whole spinoff idea, with Jared <laughs> and Jensen both there. So it's like, he knew this was something that was he in the works. He knew this was cooking. Like, here's the other thing. You Dude, petty little bitch. <laughs> I know, basically. And did Jensen, like, did Jared run it past Jensen before he signed the Walker Texas Ranger deal because that was signed up before Supernatural even went off the air. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Bet not. I just think it's kind of ridiculous the, his reaction to it. It was very It's well, hella ridiculous. Well, and here's the other thing. This is the thing he does. He was like, "Okay, he blows this up on Twitter, creates all this drama. The fans go crazy. You're either on Jensen's side or on Jared's side or, you know, 
so then, you know, if you're on Jared's side, people are attacking Jensen and his wife. And so then Jared gets on freaking Twitter again and say, yo, peeps, you know, thanks for all the love, but don't spread hate. Just, I really care. Oh, about it's anyone. too late and, to be taken. Yeah, I care about everyone sir. involved and I don't want there to be death threats. Listen, you don't get to put this on blast and then be the good guy and be like, just love, just love, not hate. I hate that crap. I just like, that is so insincere. It is so fake. Pick up the God blessed phone and call your brother, which is, they're like, oh, now they've made up and we're brothers and, you know, had a really good conversation. Or the network, or the CW. I think what Jared happened is, is Jared up. let himself calm down, and then he realized that he's being ridiculous. He was being ridiculous. Like I, I again, it's I think of the sen- who's the overly sensitive in that pair. Clearly, Jared Padalecki. Oh, always. Oh, like can't you just see Jensen Axel being happy, like he doesn't have to deal with his dramatic bullshit on a daily basis anymore? Oh my god. Sorry, guys, if you are Jared Padalecki fans, I don't actually know that much about the guy. <laughs> All I knew is that he was <laughs> making a lot of assumptions. He was using his fame as a club to like huh? get shit that he wants. And that's all I knew really about him. So he's just I know kind he's of insufferable. Steve. <laughs> and I think that might have something to do with it. Here's, here's a, funny, uh, a funny tweet I saw because I checked Twitter before we started the podcast. Yeah. I wanted to see, like, what are people saying about this, you know? And I think Paige OTA, you recall her? Yeah. She had an excellent tweet. I love And she said, I hope Stephen Amell had the good sense to send Jared Padalecki an edible arrangement or something. For basically, for taking the spotlight off of his fuck up. Pretty much. Like, they're they're like fuck up brothers or something. I don't know what's going on with those two. But I thought that was excellent. I'm like, yes, send them an edible arrangement. Thank him. (laughs) But, like, also, I'm not going to forget, Steve. You suck. (laughs) But, I mean, it's so true. Like, did they, like, team plan that or something? Like, I'm going to (laughs) berate, drunkenly berate my wife (laughs) on an airplane. If you could, like, totally lose your shit on Jensen for Twitter, on Twitter, that would be amazing. Thanks. Jensen is just XO XO gossip girl. He's a little bit of a. I just I I just feel strongly that if I had watched Supernatural and invested even remotely in these people, I would clearly be a Jensen Ackles fan. I just feel like that. I actually don't have a lot of evidence for that, but I feel like I feel like that would be what happens. But maybe I'm wrong, and we'll never know because I'm not going to watch 33 years of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to watch no prequel or sequel. Prequel, I'm not going to watch Heels. Yeah, I'm not no. going to watch like neither of these white men <laughs> are getting time. nothing from me. Getting my time, no. So, but I mean, like, here's my other thing: like, how much of a of a dill hole do you have to be for the jar to break up with you? Well, and that brings up an excellent point. Mm. Because <laughs> that brings up the next point. Because my initial thought when I saw the Steve nonsense was, how often does he yell like that at her in private? Oh, there you go. That's the thing. Like, if this is what's going on in public, this is the level we've gotten to in public. I don't want to know what's going on in private. That's kind of a scary thought. That's what I'm saying. It's like, 
you don't just like yell at your wife for the first time ever in the history of your marriage out of nowhere in public. And you're always like very you're in you're in the public eye and you're always kind of watching yourself in public anyhow. Like yeah, that just tells me that's not the first time. Also, an airplane. I think they probably fight a lot in terms of public spaces. That's, it's, a, that's it's, the worst. That's the worst. I mean, there's nowhere to go. You're nobody can escape. A shit ton of other people <laughs> to your business. Like, what are you supposed to do? Jump out a window? Like, what? What is happening here? So nobody bravo, can go. Bravo to the flight attendant and the air marshal. An air marshal, guys. An air, An marshal. air marshal. An air marshal. Like, listen. Do I think they had to drag him by his arms and legs, kicking and screaming off the plane? No. And that's probably what Stephen said. He's like, I was not forcibly removed. No, but you were escorted with an air marshal. They had the air marshal with them because they didn't know if you were going to lose it on the fucking flight attendants. Also, what? what, You expecting to have handcuffs and a straitjacket? Like, it's an airplane, guy. How else are you escorted out other than just... I'm sure you walked walked out on your own steam, but I'm also sure without those people escorting you, you would not have gone. (laughs) So... Man... I just, you know, that divorce really needs to happen sometimes. <laughs> like, they're just, they're not just in the, they're not, they're not, those they're are, not those, goals. They've never been goals. Let's be are, honest. Like, like, I just is like, I just need somebody to tell me when they file. That's kind of where I'm at. Can we just get to that point? Can we get to the point where we, we are filing? The other thing that I loved about Us Magazine, in terms of airing all the dirty laundry, is they made a whole paragraph talking about how Steve was married before Cassandra and how she's not his first wife. And he, you know, it was great because Steve hates that. But he hates I feel like they brought up the first wife to be like, yeah. He's a don't, dick. Don't, don't buy any green bananas, don't marry you know. Right. Like don't this, marry this guy. This, this thing isn't going to last too much longer. Okay, here's the deal though, guys. If you, this is where I've always been at on Steve. Once I piece this all together, uh, and by piece it all together, uh, people in the fandom told me what the deal was. So, uh, you know his whole tagline, well-fed, well-fed artist? So his ex-wife made a comment about how she was married to a starving artist. and that she, she did not her- like that he was an aspiring actor. Didn't think he would ever make him anything of himself. Right. So he did not like that he was characterized as a starving artist in whatever interview and some rando... I mean, what was it? Some PR firm that I mean, it was like. And hasn't he like re like named his production company like yeah. Well Fed Artists? Yeah. And it's been in his or... Twitter bio. He's he's a mess. Years. Yeah, like, for he's years. Still holding on to that shit. Well, the 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 rumble on the streets about that always was is that he was really hurt by that. Like, he really loved her. He wanted that relationship to work. And she dumped him. And he never got over that. Yeah. I, You know, I am, in my personal opinion, I'm a believer of that story because it explains a lot it does of his explain. behavior. And, you know, he has, like, you got to catch him on a podcast. He was on, like, because when he gets on podcasts, there's, like, some kind of, like, He gets chemical, really talky. There's, like, some kind of a chemical imbalance that happens to him. It's probably very scientific. Like, we should take blood and, like, figure this shit out. Because that man doesn't shut up. And he talks about stuff that you're like, 
what the fuck are you saying? Are you are you really talking about this? Are you actually saying this? Okay, we're doing this. Got it. It's like that. Every time Steve's on a podcast, I'm like, oh, do I want to listen? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so he got into it with Aisha Tyler on a podcast once, and like he like like he like flipped out, sent her this email where it was like, hey you can't send stuff like this. Like his lawyer called him because he was like, you can't send her messages like this because that's how you end up in jail. It was like that kind of rage kind of. So like Steve get, letting his emotions get the best of him. Um, I feel like there might be a cycle here that we're, we're witnessing. So, and yes, do I know everything about his personal life? Absolutely not. But we're not working. You know, this is, you know, this is a small time operation here. We're <laughs> We're just here to comment and, you know, the three people that are listening to us. <laughs> are there it. three people out there? Really? I thought there was like I maybe feel like one. There's tops. We love our three. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's messy. It's messy. And it's you know, very, very I, I kind of miss the days. I kind of miss the days where I was like a babe in the woods. I was very and didn't guess. know all this shit. And yeah. I didn't know all this shit. And I really bought into the whole family man, madly in love with this beautiful woman. And they have this beautiful little girl. And he's just like completely devoted. And they're just. And he adorable. absolutely doesn't sleep with all the women on the And doesn't sleep with <laughs> other people and cheat on her. And like. Yeah. I miss those days. That gen, those days are gone. They're gone. That gen was a simpler gen. They have left <laughs> us behind, and we are no longer in that. And now I'm in, in the, the blackness sense. where there's dark and no light. Yeah, it's That's too much information. The, the yeah, truth I just, is, yeah, no. I just really one of those. I was actually kind of heartbroken when I found out that you know this is not all it purports itself. How he he packages it to be, you know, I was very disappointed. It was very sad. But, you know, I feel like that is also true for so, so many celebrities. I don't have an actor or actress, I don't think, that has fallen off, that has not fallen off the pedestal in some way. I'm really trying to think. Not that I, like, have a lot of actors and actresses that I'm like, oh, my God, I love them, and I would, like, pay con money to go meet them. But... You know, all in some way, there's just like, and yeah, I think that's part of acknowledging that a person is human. Like, you can't put people up on pedestals because the minute you do, they're going to fall right off of it because people are human. So it's like, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense of the word. But I just, you know, you know, was he drunk? Sure. Was he having a bad day? Maybe. Was he embarrassed by what Cassandra said to him? Sure. I, I'm I'm fine with him having legitimate reasons to be pissed at her. Well, yeah, it's like, it's it's, cool. it's, it's it, what she did at the the, at the ATX festival. I don't think was cool. That wasn't that wasn't necessarily cool, and his handling of it was absolutely out of pocket. Right, and it like was, you could have he yeah. could have sat on that until they got home. Like, right. have your drink, put eye shades on, put lean the back, and on, take a nap. Ignore her, like you do ninety percent of the time, and just. Have the fight when you get home, once the nanny takes over the childcare or whatever. So, yeah, I just, I just, uh, to me, it, the line in the sand is the berating the wife in public. Exactly. Let's that is never going to be okay. I don't care who the wife is. Yeah, I don't really care what she says about him at some, in some interview. 
on the one hand, it's like, okay, it, I don't want him berating her in private. You know what I mean? It's like, maybe that's not the way we, we approach uh, communication problems in a marriage. But I feel like we have to start off at his level and just accept that there's going to be berating just, due to he's, his he's ego. He's emotionally to- a toddler. Like, well, he's just... Yeah. Like, do you remember when he would always talk about how, oh, you go to the flash set and, you know, everyone's having fun and it's warm and... You no, know, they all fucking going, hate each other. Well, whatever. That's what he would say. And he was like, you know, you know, I would say to our crew, you know, you know, we can have fun or we can get done and go home to our family. Like, this our is family. why nobody likes you, Steve. Yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like, if you can go home to our families on time or early, and which which one do you want, crew? So crew, what I'm hearing crew is picked like leaving early, and I'm like, why can't you be nice? And he also on wants to do two takes. He wants to leave early. <laughs> This yeah. little fucker is lazy as shit. <laughs> he doesn't want to do any goddamn work. <laughs> my God, I sir. Yeah, I, that was always my thing. I was like, well, can't you be nice and also leave on time? Yeah. Can that be a thing that happens? Why is it one? Well, I think other? he was trying to like portray it to Michael Rosenbaum as like, look at what, look at what a, what a professional. Like, serious actor I like, am. We're not you fucking know? around on the arrow set. I, I, I control it. things on the arrow set and I set the tone and I, I keep everybody on time and it's a good thing. And it's like, oh, honey, that's not how it's coming off. I'm sorry. Oh God, just... There are just times where they come off like they're carrying cancer and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're an actor on a CW show. Calm yourself. Like, relax, sir. You're not Tom Hanks. <sighs> <laughs> People actually like Tom Hanks. <laughs> I just it's just uh, uh, I just yeah he's just he's a mess that's all I can keep saying messy 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 clean it up but I think you've got to be extra messy to think Karina McKenzie is done with your shit that yeah because she role. really she really liked him a lot I mean that's I mean kind of creepy that's but... stage one clinger <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, so if you if you pissed off your your stage stage four clinger, then <laughs> you might need to look into some like self reflection and making better choices. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not hold our breath. <gasps> okay, that's enough us do. So yeah, and if anyone's like, oh, Jan and Kelly, you're so mean about Steve. I actually I don't, don't like him. I'm oh, sorry. Really, I was like, oh, there's that. There's that. Obviously, we don't like him. <laughs> Okay. If so you like, didn't you know that before now, I don't know what you've been listening I to. But like a little, I always kind of chuckle because like whenever there's Steve inevitably does something stupid, and then I drag him for it <laughs> on Twitter because that's, I'm sorry, that's like why Twitter exists. <laughs> so like if you can't get on Twitter just to drag Steve for being like, a what do you dumb want shit? from me, guys? Like, like I am who I am. Um, I always lose a couple followers and I'm like, that's fine. Go on your way. But how do you not know that Steven like drives me up the wall by this point? I also like want to go back and read like season three Jen posts about Steve and be like, oh, oh, you oh, my innocent little child. <laughs> that was back in the good old days. Back when we thought like when he was the captain. Fandom, fandom often won't let you change your mind. Fandom doesn't allow people to change. Yeah. And that goes for the actors or other fans. Like we once liked and and enjoyed Stephen Amell quite a bit. We went to cons. We stood in his line. We paid him lots of money so we could 
Cash his autograph. And I, I always say this. I always had delightful encounters with him whenever I was handing him fistfuls of money. So I did not. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Like that, That's man. not why I don't like him. Because I still right. liked him enough to do it again. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> we own our choices. We know we're going to spend the money on other shit. We know. We know it. it's fine. And I did, do I regret yeah. all that? No, because I had a fucking blast and got uh, to see my friends. Right. And it was a blast. Yeah. We had so much fun at that last one, Jen. Oh my God. I we think about that often. We had a time. That was a like, lot it of fun. really felt like, all right, we're going to do this convention. We're going to do it right. We're going to do it big. And it felt draw. like we did do it right. And we just really nailed that one. We really had a lot of fun. It was just a good time. It was a good time. So, the lesson Anyways, here is, folks, if you haven't been to a con, don't go to a con for the the stuffy white male celebrity sitting behind <laughs> the desk. Right. Go for the other friend, the other fans, your friends. Go and like go the other the actors who aren't as well known and not as famous too. Like go for David Ramsey because oh. he's a delight. That man is worth every penny. Every I penny. Mean. He's even worth some of Stephen's pennies. Let's be honest. Well, and you know what? As I reflect upon my me and Steve's uh, evolution of our relationship, <laughs> I feel like in the beginning, and maybe this is just skewed by my by my perspective as Bambi Jen, but I feel like he was much more humble and appreciative towards fans, and really engaging in a personal way on the Facebook that. I hadn't seen before. And then as the series went on in years, that started to shift. And so really where, I mean, there was plenty of stuff. Politically, I disagreed with him on some stuff. His comments about certain events, I really disagreed with him. And I would, I would always (laughs) post about it. And I would always be like, this is not, I'm not with you on this man. But I think that, you know, there, that final round where he was basically disparaging Fans were, they were just, he was just like, you know, I'll be nice to you if you pay me money. But that's that it. was, that was the line for me. That was when I, I was decided, like, okay, you know what? I, think, I think we're going to be done. And everybody yeah. is always asking, well, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? I mean, like I'm you sure all I'm, saw what happened. You were there. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably posted on it, but I also, yeah. If you want to know what happened, he basically said, you know, fans are bullshit and I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> He didn't say these exact words. I'm just paraphrasing. But the insinuation was, I'll be nice if you hand me money. If you're standing right in front of me, I'll be nice to you. Basically, if not, I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. If you if you try to talk to me on Twitter, I don't have to be nice to you. But right. if you if you come in and pay me lots of money and talk to then me, I'll, I'll be polite. Then then we'll be nice. Okay. And it's like that makes sense. So yeah, that's kind of weird. But that and that's not the sum total of why. No. I feel like that's just what opened our eyes to him. Yeah, and then once the eyes, once the veil dropped, then we were well. And also, there was some other irritating. There was some (laughs) other. There was some other information that was then acquired post that that you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't really know which one. No. Yeah, we're not. Don't worry no. about it. I don't really know what she's talking about. But I, yeah, I agree. Sometimes <laughs> well, I, I just mean, like, any time that he would do something. Yeah, like, it just felt like it tracks. Every every one of those podcasts he did, like, he did several podcasts. Oh, right yes. After. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah. That. 
yeah, that, yeah. where he would like he'd say something and you're like mm. did he actually just say that and then you're like yeah he did and so and like it, when you put that together with what he'd with said with other before, stuff yeah you're like mm, no yeah. i'm not liking this at all mm. no sir no sir and that's enough you know that's enough that's kind of where we're at do we you don't know what that. is really fun though <laughs> speaking of people who are not messy and doing something really fun the ladies of One Tree Hill have a podcast. And they they <laughs> are rewatching this. One Tree Hill and talking about all the stuff. Oh, really that's cute. That's you so like cute. to see co-stars that actually do get along. Well, what's so interesting about this particular cast is they sounds like they really didn't get along that well while filming, and it's like afterwards after they got out of like. The, all this toxicity and abuse from the showrunner and like talk to each other they're like oh they were like really pitting us against each other so like we wouldn't like you know ask for a raise and we, you know so what I we mean? wouldn't like, organize like keep us they to keep us in line they pitted against pitted us against they don't each other. they don't want another friend situation right exactly it really was like that so yeah i mean not that one tree hill was like blazing down the the, the ratings but you know so yeah, it's Hillary Burton, Sandra, or Hillary Burton, um, Sophia Bush, and um, Haley. <laughs> Bethany Joy oh. Lutz. There we go. Uh, hey, I did really good for names. So yeah, they're gonna rewatch the show, and they're gonna have you know people from the show on. Which man, are we gonna go like all in? Are they asking? Are they asking for uh, Lucas to come back? Probably not because, you know, Sophia Bush was married to him. Chad Michael Murray, doubt it. But yeah, like they're gonna be like, oh, it'll be so interesting because we know where we were in our personal life. That was what Bethany was saying. And then Hillary. Well, let's let's be honest. She she's going to be talking about it. Uh, You have to. You have to. You can't avoid it. So yeah, (laughs) I'm really. And it was really funny. Like they were talking about how amazing. Like I feel like. Like finally, now I'm I'm old enough where like my shit that I grew up with is like now it's old and we can talk about it in a reminiscing <laughs> like range. So like they were talking. Isn't about, growing like, old wonderful? Yeah, it's great. It's like it's really it warms my heart. It's like they were talking about <laughs> Buffy and the WB and the back in the day and how like that like we were the target audience and how you know it was like a huge if you got a show on the WB. Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, this is my wheelhouse, man. I like these ladies. Really Speaking of podcasts, yes, I'm still uh, listening to the Dark podcast that I mentioned last time. I did watch the first episode. It's a lot, isn't it? I'm intrigued. It feels a little bit like Stranger Things. It does, doesn't it? It kind of feels season almost exactly like Stranger Season <laughs> one, probably more than season two and season three, but okay. it does have that kind of vibe. Well, yeah, but, so the kids disappeared, and now he's on some other plane, or he's, like, in the past or the future or whatever. It's kind of what I was getting from it. Yeah, there's a lot of reveals that come. Like, yeah. you think that this starts where where you just watched. Well, and I feel... One, episode one, but, like, there's more. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I got tipped off that there's multiple timelines oh girl <laughs> like i said that website i gave you but i didn't go to the website i just i know it, i don't know where i i think nick watched it and he might have said that there's multiple time whatever yeah, I was no like, okay. i know but like have that website open because oh yeah yeah want, but when i get in deep I'll, I'll, you're gonna, gonna want to use it. it to keep track because otherwise you're like where the fuck what how the fuck when the fuck 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like having a really hard time. Like, I'm trying to like see. This is like Game of Thrones. Remember when I was trying to watch Game of Thrones? And I can't remember anybody's name, so I just started making them up. No, I, I did the same thing. I, I feel like that's going to happen yeah. on Dark. There are so many characters. It does, but then all, again, that's where the website comes in handy because you okay. kind of like, it helps you learn everybody's names. And you're like, okay. 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 So like right now where you're at, like Jonas, the guy with the yellow is. raincoat is like the principal character. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, what was I going to say about it? Oh, you were listening to your podcast. I was listening to my podcast. They are having so much fun. It's these three g- gals that are, are are discussing this, and they are like so very into it. Which you know that always is kind of fun when you're like listening to somebody talk about something they're really into, mm-hmm. and they get so excited. And like whenever they like make a realization, they get so excited. And it just reminds me of you and I. When, like, we would stumble on something, we're like, oh, my God, that's what that means, you know? <laughs> it's, I, it's so much fun. I miss those days, because you and I, oh. We had so one, much some fun. Some of the best times of my life were on a phone with Callie, talking about Arrow, as we, like, theorized, and I mean, we could go on for hours. It was nuts. That's so, like, listening crazy. to these like, gals shit... on this podcast, it's like, it reminds me of that. Yeah, you know? it's like, it's like. It's like the really the reviews were truncated. <laughs> Our conversation. They were a lot of the things that came in her reviews were stuff that we talked about. Yeah, well, like as I talk about it with you, like I it would like trigger, and then I could yeah, but yeah, it was it was it was fun. But they recently fun. did on this podcast. They did an episode kind of like the different relationships, like love relationships, and they went through and they ticked them off and then they kind of like compared them to like the different kinds of love you know like agape oh i like that oh my gosh so interesting because then they were like tripping on this and like who are the like the really pure relationships and this one this one this one like well actually this one isn't because remember when this happened they're like oh shit you're right you know and um, like the main couple what i would consider when what the show would probably consider the main couple is jonas and i don't know if you recall her from the first episode yeah the chick who kissed the other guy yeah she's with his friend now yep i caught okay so they're kind of like the the main relationship but they're the fucked up relationship. They're the like the the Edward and Bella, you know. The, oh like, man, this one's got the problematic elements to it. You know, everybody likes it. You can still like a problematic relationship. You just need to be able to go, yeah, that's problematic. But there's like they pointed out a couple of the others that weren't, and I'm like, you're right. Those ones are lovely. <laughs> <laughs> there's some lovely relationships. So yeah, plenty of ships on dark. I feel like, you know, one of our arguments for pro-elicity was that they weren't problematic. This is true. But I find myself, like, these days leaning more <laughs> towards problematic. You like the dark and twisty. There's and some substance there. Me? Like, what's going on? You know? Like, I don't know. Because I, well, I, like, I think that was, like, a big factor for me was, you know, elicity that they weren't problematic you know and that they were just kind of elicity i feel like is a special a special case you know yeah. like they're 
you can't really compare them to any other ship either, you know? It's tough. Because They're I feel like there was a league. I feel like there was a definite trajectory with Oliver that they were very much moving from dark to light and they made Felicity the key factor in right. igniting that movement. You and know it was I mean? probably supposed to be Laurel, but that was misfiring. Right, right. It was character. misfire. Right. So I mean, that's one of the reasons Felicity. I'm really excited to watch season two again because I, you know, yeah, I'm excited to see all the Oliver and Felicity stuff. But like, guys, I've rewatched those scenes like three million times. Yeah, she she knows what happened. I like got it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's not gonna take me long to write the Felicity parts of, if I do reviews. But what reWatches I'm... are great for getting all the details you missed when flailing over Felicity. Right, the first time like when I'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to watching them completely deconstruct Oliver and Laurel when I'm not stressing about Laurel coming back at the end of the season and him picking her. Like, you guys have no idea how stressed out I was about that bitch <laughs> in season two. Like, I just couldn't, I had no confidence that the writers were going to go with Felicity. I really, really believed in my heart, in my soul, that they were going to do the unrequited Girl Friday. And you, you know, know, they crash. could have. They so easily oh could God, have. They so easily could have. And there's so much in season two that makes you think that they're doing that. You and know I don't I mean? know why I was so sure they weren't. Like, there's no reason for me to be this, so but sure. But you were just like, I know it's going to be fine. I'm like, but how do you know? And I feel like my fear, <laughs> my fear was really based on, I mean, they really set Laurel up as this great love of his life in season one or whatever. And they, they really did. set it up in the pilot. And I was just kind of like, listen, I've been around the block. I know how this goes. Like, they fucking don't drop the plan A couple. It just doesn't happen. Lucas and Peyton ended up together. Ross and Rachel ended up together. We're not going to talk about the Vampire Diaries because I still have a lot of anger. <laughs> I actually thought of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother is a good example. So I'm not saying, like, it always goes my way, How I Met Your Mother, The Vampire Diaries. Well, here's the thing. The thing with The Vampire Diaries, I kind of feel like it was a flip It was a flip coin because, really, it was a love triangle show. She could have ended up with either one of them, and it could have been argued as the plan A. So I just feel like with, with Laurel and with season two, just as amazing as the building of Oliver and Felicity, what's equally as amazing as how the writers, like, basically tore down Oliver and Laurel. And here's another question I have. If they were taking the love interest away from Laurel, mm-hmm. I'm still not sure why they they did the Sarah thing. Like, I'm glad they did the Sarah thing. I like Sarah. But, like, it makes it look like they're taking everything from her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they really did not leave her I know what they were saying. I know they were saying Laurel, this is Laurel's island in season two. And so they the whole point of that was to tear things away. What they I, wanted they wanted to give her the conflict and they also wanted to give her a touchstone. Right. So I, this is the this was what made me really excited about season three at the end of season two, because I was really, I was always way more of a fan of the Laurel Sarah relationship than most Felicity fans out there. I recognize this. I was like one of the few that got like jazzed about the sister relationship. And what well, I was lo- interesting. Cause you don't see that a lot. Right. Well, because what I loved about it is that, you know, for all of season one, they were like, 
is Laurel, is all of, does Laurel love Oliver? Doesn't, you know, does she like him? Don't she? It's like this constant flip-flopping. Okay. And as they're tearing down Laurel and Oliver, which they have to do, if you're going to make Felicity smoke, the love interest and the lead and the, the source of light and Oliver, whatever you want to call it, You've got to deal with what you said all freaking season one. You can't just like turn around and be like, ah, we were just kidding. Because then you lose faith (laughs) in like the whole. Especially in a show that's going to come back around to that beginning point. Right. Your flashbacks are eventually going to have Oliver at the point he was at the beginning of season one where he thought Laurel was the great love of his life. Right. Like there's always a part of me is a little sad that didn't work. And I'm not saying that because I like Katie Cassidy or anything like that. I think if they had cast another If actress, it had worked, it would have been a really cool Because that's so cool. It's so cool. The two of them, you know, starting out essentially from this place of just anger and hatred and no forgiveness. And then as they progress, they essentially become superheroes together. And then through that, they find each other again and fall in love and like make this unbeatable team. Like, don't get me wrong. I understood why the Laurel and Oliver fans were just like gutted. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like the concept, I was really jazzed about the concept in the pilot. I was like, Oh, this could be super cool. And then it was just terrible. It was just awful. It was awful. And then Emily Bett Ricard came in and she saved everything. And I did, I wasn't sad that, oh, we're not getting all of them. Like, I was just like, no, this is better. You know what I mean? But there's always a little part of me just, like, on a concept level, I'm bummed that it didn't work out. You know, like, had Emily Bett Ricard been in Katie Cassidy's role, yeah, that might have worked out great. I don't know. I I don't worry about it that much. But I... I really love season two because they do an amazing job of deconstructing Oliver and Laurel. And then the next thing that they do, it's not like they leave Laurel hanging out there. They reconstruct her entire hero's arc and have her focus not on Oliver anymore, but on Sarah. Correct. Which I love that. That was what, yeah, that was really kind of cool and different, you know. Yeah, and totally different. And listen, we're talking about CW show. This is a lot of a lot of balls that we're juggling in the air here and keeping this all going and having it be fluid and make sense and not abrupt and I'm not saying season two is going to be perfect but they did such a really good job with like the main arcs that set up essentially the rest of the show in fact you can even argue that season two is like season one part two it's like they're redoing the first season that's kind of how it really is you know they were like re- centering the show they're like okay we kind of stumbled our way through season one and in that process we figured out what see what the show is so now we're just gonna like redo the first season (laughs) like this is what the show is and they kind of went off of that like as the bible and they very rarely refer to season one which is why i was kind of like rolling at steve's eye i roll my eyes and she's like oh i love season one like i know why steve loves season one i get it I, he likes it because it was all very focused on his yeah. physique and it's his physique and he was he, it was the big talking about you know new show and yeah I get it and yeah it was kind of gritty and he got to do all these cool fight scenes I don't think that that really um, <laughs> stopped you know but yeah I think that in terms of like character development and and driving the story forward and re you know creatively basically remastering your whole arc that you're talking about with multiple characters 
and having it be believable and have it be like, oh, this didn't completely just fucking jump the shark. I think you can't really argue that season two, you know, is pretty unbeatable in that category. And it's what makes season three is actually my favorite season, but I can't love season three without season two. Correct. Like you gotta have season two in order to fully appreciate season two set up the pins for season three. Season three. And then they just came in and they just nailed it in season right. three. They knocked them all down. And I gotta say, guys, thing. like I I remember there were there every season there was like this there was just this whoosh of like male that would like come to me and like oh my gosh Oliver and Felicity are over and it happened every time every time we hit like episode 10 through 15 <laughs> those are rough episodes are rough I used episodes. to always like, I used to always awful. rip my teeth in late winter early spring because it was like this is where Here the show's go. gonna like right. really test me right but like now as I look back on it as we went through other seasons like man was season three cake compared to what season three was just a joy it was a literal joy like even the angsty stuff was good the angst was exactly the angst i wanted like it was perfect it wasn't like elicity is broken up and dating other people hurting me it was i don't want to be a woman that you love it was jealousy and it was denial of your own self and feelings and it was just like oh my god it was so good but see I feel like in season three I was at where you were at in season two like I was I was done I was like 100% positive did not worry at all you You got there eventually it's all good yeah I was like (laughs) okay I got it I get these guys I get these guys and I was 100% confident I was never worried about all of the work in season three Ever. I mean, I don't really think I was worried about Oliver and Felicity ever for the rest of the show after the season two because I was like, no, they picked their lane. They're gonna they're gonna mess with us and like it's gonna be the ups and downs and that kind of stuff. But like they're not they're not veering off this trajectory, you know. Like it's always gonna come back to Felicity. For a while. No. I'm not sure what happened there. Our anchor was just like, enough about the season two and moral bullshit, which you just stopped. So yeah, I, I don't remember where I ended up, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to seeing all those different storylines. And then I can enjoy season three and then, you know, four, five, six, seven, we'll just deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking how I would have been okay if Arrow had ended with season three. Yeah, you know, I think as you and I age, we're very much like, take your cookies and go home. If there was a way they could have extended the ending of season three to the end of season five, or like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Had I that mean, been the end of season five, and that would have been a perfect place to end it. I mean, Steve said, you know, it felt like the end of the show. It really did. I was like, yeah, I would have been fine with that. It was the end of the good show. And then like, we got the mediocre show. <laughs> I definitely wanted to see the babies. Yeah. I, but I would have been okay. I'm used to not seeing babies. Most shows don't give me the babies. So I could have dealt with that. Yeah. But, Yeah. I mean, Those I don't know. I, go back, I see. Here's the thing. Like, 
part of part of the fun for me was the climb. It was like, okay, I've waited basically four years for this effing wedding and you're going to give it to me and you're going to give it to me right the hell now. And there's going to be flowers and they're going to eat cake and they're going to dance and there's going to be a throwing of a bouquet because the bouquet. We got all that. Like just fucking give it to me, man. So I think if they had like kind of like, I think season three is like where they could have ended it and me being okay with not getting that stuff. But once you've gone into season four, I'm like, you're fucking giving me everything. The more we suffered, the more we needed the payoff. I was like, make this bullshit up to me because that's just where things are at. They were just writing red in our ledger. Yes. It was just like... Well, and my conversations with Mark about the wedding, because listen, guys, there wasn't much else. (laughs) I was up his ass about it for like three years. Like... He recognized he's done us dirty for several episodes in terms of torture and pain and misery. So he owed, you know, we needed to have the party, you know? And I was glad afterwards that we got to have the kids and the drama and all that kind of stuff. Like, that was fun. I did enjoy that. But, um, yeah, I think, like, you got to cut it off at three or else you got to give me the whole hog. Those are really, that's really where it's at. Needed to end. I can't pick another time where I thought, no, this is the more appropriate time for the show to end. I think I would have been okay with season five if they, like you said. If they had ended the it happily instead up. of blowing right. up the Lee and you. blow up and they could have ended it there. Like, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We don't I still think of how life. mad I was that you night. Were remember so that? mad. But at least that episode, I remember being mad because I was like, because remember, we were under all this pressure. Pick the episode that they're going to get back together and officially get back together. And I'm like, okay, it's good. Like, because, yeah, it was like literally every episode they can get back together. I remember being like low key pissed off. Maybe I was high key pissed off. I think I was too exhausted and from the stress and craziness of season it five. always felt that by the time the finale came along we were like we were tired we're emotionally so tired. and mentally <laughs> like, and physically anymore. just like uh so, like they got a kiss and then i'm like okay but it was just so are we back together aren't we back together they like left it in this limbo and then we had to wait for six until 603 in order for them to be like yeah okay here's the key we're back together I know. It's exhausting. Season five was exhausting. I often think about how season six got off to such a good start. Oh. And then they fucked it all up. And I was so excited. Listen, he spoiled me on that. He told me. I knew that was coming. Like, it was going to be, like, the Civil War. And I was like, oh, this could be, like, really awesome. And remember, I was really excited about it. And, oh, my God. It was just the dumbest thing. It was awful. It was so bad. It was really, really bad. So. <laughs> I, just, I was just like, I need it to be over. Oh. What was my husband making fun of me about? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> so my daughter, she had, she's been at like theater camp for the last two weeks. And yes, she's officially been bitten by the acting bug and all that good stuff, which is great. And so we were watching the play that they put on. And I keep in mind, this is like a two-week theater group. They put they came up with a play like in three days and like they wrote it. And it 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 wasn't making a lot of sense. We were like, okay, it, it made sense, but it was also kind of like hard to follow. But like once you found out, got the main points, then you're good. 
and I was like, are you connecting? I whispered to my husband, I was like, are you connecting the murder mystery to the Pegasus that looks like Billie Eilish? <laughs> yeah, and by Billie Eilish, my husband was like, no, not yet. It's not an incoherent plot, though, like Arrow. <laughs> oh, that's a burn. What? I was like, that was well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> incoherent. <sighs> He's right. not wrong. Do we have any questions that we're answering? I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked. <laughs> Let me look. We're sorry, guys. Sometimes we're not always prepared. We had a lot of gossip to dish. Well, then. And now that the gossip has been done dished, we're like, okay, we're done. Did you hear Good Girls got canceled? Yes, I did. I just heard that. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's a bummer, but I wasn't watching it anymore, so. Yeah, it's kind of like once we shot Rio, I was like, I feel like this might be um, a place where Beth and Rio can't come back from that. <laughs> so, it feels kind of difficult. kind of John. Like, what um, no new questions. Okay. We can do some of these elicity specific ones next time since we basically talked a lot about them. We did elicity already, yeah. Just now, so. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. We will talk next week. Yes. Keep it cool. No more CW actor meltdowns, please. Let's hope they keep it less messy. Keep it, <laughs> keep it clean, CW actors. Correct. You want to have a feature. <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> See you guys next Bye. week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye! Bye.